The message you're about to listen to is by Reverend Dr. Femi Olaleya of Oikea Christian Center. Remain blessed as you listen. God who opened the floodgates. Hallelujah. To send the rain. Hallelujah. So we want him to send the rain. And he should open the floodgates. And he should send the rain from heaven. Glory to God. Mm. Nice song. Just one problem though. Just one problem. He already sent the rain. 2,000 years ago. And I'm going to show you from scriptures. Now I'm going to show you from scriptures who the floodgates of heaven is. And how that rain falling, when I'm talking rain falling, I'm talking about the operations of the spirit, that's the move of the spirit, is actually more the responsibility of the believer than God. Glory to God. I said glory to God. You remember we talked about something like that last week? I remember we talked about different authority and power. How that Jesus gave authority and power to the disciples, right? You remember he gave them, now, although the authority he gave them in St. Luke's Gospel 10 and 9, it's a bit different from what we have, alright? But let's just stay with that for a moment. He gave them authority and power. And you find that when he gave them authority, authority, authority that when he used words and spoke of devils, devils left. Then power, dunamis, when he imparted them, they went in that impartation, all right? And, you know, devils recognized the presence of God because Jesus had set something in motion in them, and they left. However, we found, and when we studied, was that the disciples did not have a prayer life. I don't know if you noticed that. They didn't have a prayer life. Every single time, the disciples were told by Jesus, let's pray. They always found themselves sleeping. At the Garden of Gethsemane, Jesus asked three times. Notice that three times. First time he came, let us pray. They said, all right, let's pray. Uh, they slept off. Then he came a second time, let us pray. And the Bible says their eye was heavy with sleep. Glory to God. Mount of Transfiguration. Again, Jesus went to the mountain top and was praying. Guess what these dudes were doing? They were sleeping. In fact, the only thing that woke them up was the brightness of the glory of the vision. So these guys were not spiritual men. Jesus was the only spiritual one in the bunch. So that's why he is called the only begotten of the, of the Father. But after he ascended and gave his spirit to the disciples, we now found out that that prayer life we found in Jesus. Where did we now find it? We found it in them too. So let us take it step by step from the word of God. Are you ready? Are you ready for the word of God? Now listen, if the word of God cannot change your mind, then nothing can. Glory to God. Revelation knowledge is progressive. So there are certain truths that are not wrong. They are just not complete. Glory to God. There are certain truths that are not wrong. They are just not precise. Amen? Amen. Amen. They are not what? Precise. So, epignosis, that precise knowledge, exact knowledge of God, is, you know, it brings you the fullness of it. So, you have to come to the fullness. You cannot just stay, you know, in nursery school mathematics. You know, how many of you say mathematics is mathematics? Is, is it true? Well, when I got to university and I read that engineering book called Stroud, I understood that mathematics was in mathematics. That was the first time I opened the mathematics books. I looked at it. I didn't know what was, what was going on in there. Praise God. Because they, had, they said, find, and they put a sign. And they say, if this sign is equal to sign, prove and demonstrate that this sign is one. I was like, how, how now? They say, it's math. Okay, let me go and do medicine. Praise God. <laughs> Praise God. Praise the Lord. Are you ready? Joel chapter number two. 
Not our Joel, the Joel of the Bible. Praise God. Hmm. Joel. Chapter 2 and from verse 23. Can we turn in there? Open your Bibles and let us read Joel chapter 2 and 23. Then we read into 28. Everybody, we are reading together like a mass choir. One, two, go. What does he say? Hold on. He has given you what? The father from Aaron, what? Now, hold on. We will we, 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 we talk about what former rain is and latter rain is because we need to look at it. He said, He had given you the former rain, what? Okay, some people are reading other translations. Let's look. I'm a child of King James. He's my uncle. He had given you the former rain, what? Moderately. Right? Now, it's correct when he says, when you say faithfully. All right? Other translations actually read righteously. That's actually the word righteousness. Is what that word is. He had given you the former rain word moderately or faithfully, and he will cause to come down for you the rain. Everybody say the rain. The rain. Notice so. He will come to come down for you the rain. The former rain and the what? Latter rain we are in the first month. And the floor shall be full of wheat. Hmm. So the effect of the rains. Is that the floors will be full of what? Wheat. And the facts shall overflow with wine and oil. 25. He says, And I will what? Restore to you the years that the locusts had eaten, the canker worm and the caterpillar, and the palmer worm, my great army which I sent among you. Which means the canker worm, the caterpillar, and the palmer worm were present because there was no rain. Are you following? Aha, uh -huh. because there was no rain. 26 it says, and ye shall what eat in plenty and be what satisfied and praise the name of the Lord your God that had dealt wondrously with you. And my people shall never be ashamed. Oh, someone say hallelujah. Amen. 27 now says, and ye shall know. Uh -huh. Oh, 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 hold on. This is where we're going now. He says, and ye shall know that I am in the midst. Of Israel. So, the falling of the former and the latter rain is proof that God is where? In the midst of Israel, and that I am the Lord your God, and none else. And my people shall never be ashamed. Continuation 28, everybody see. He now says, Now notice something. He starts out with a natural phenomenon of rain. Now, what is rain? Rain is water falling from the sky. Is that correct? Is that correct? Water coming from the sky and watering the ground. I will also let her tell you, we'll tell you the signal from our rain in a moment. Now, look at 28. It now says, listen. It now says, and it shall come to pass afterward. Everybody say afterward. Uh -huh. That I will pour out my spirit upon what? Okay. So, in the typology the rain was coming, the rain, that means the falling of water from the sky, was coming on the earth. Correct? Was coming what? On the earth, on the ground. So that means water is coming from the sky, from the clouds, on the ground. And there is abundance. And there is wine. And there is oil. Then the canker one and the caterpillars do not have any room to destroy the crops. Are you seeing this? Come on, are you seeing this? So he uses that as a metaphor for what he is about to say. 
So don't get caught up in the rains and the former rains and the canker worm and the caterpillar. Where do you get caught up? You get caught up where? In what he's about to say in 28. Now, he now says, everybody read one to go. He says, and what? Yes. Afterward, that I will what? Pour out. Everybody say pour out. Pour out my spirit upon all flesh. So I am not pouring water as rain now. What am I pouring? What am I pouring? My spirit. I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. And your what? Sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your old men shall dream dreams. And your young men shall see visions. Now, in the natural example, the pouring of water resulted into natural and material prosperity. Are you seeing this? But now in the uh, uh, New Testament example, the pouring of the Spirit led to what? Operations of the Spirit. Prophecy, visions, dreams. Can you see that? Come on, can you see that? All right, so you see, that is the effect of the pouring out of the Spirit. It says, and your young men shall see visions, and also upon the servants and upon the handmaids in those days. Now, it says, in those days, which means at the time of the prophecy of Joel, those days had not yet come. Oh, come on now. Those days had not yet what? Come. Now, now, if the rains being spoken of in 23 were metaphorical for the operations of the Spirit, we now have to ask ourselves certain questions. What is the former rain? And what is the latter rain? Praise the Lord. Amen. What is the former rain? And what is what? The latter rain. So let us do a word study on rain, former rain, and latter rain. Am I if you're ready for that? Come on, let me see your hand. You're ready for that. All right, now let's look at it. Let's now do a word on rain. And remember, rain, all right, in scripture naturally speaks to normally rain and, you know, the blessings of God on the works of hands of the Jews, which was agriculture and, you know, you know, all of that. But metaphorically, it speaks to the operations of the spirit, as we will see. Praise God. Water in scriptures is used many times to describe the operations of the Spirit. And John's Gospel, chapter 4, verse 14, shall be a well of water springing up unto what? Everlasting life. St. John 7, 37, what does he say there? All right, he says, it, uh, on that last great day of the feast, Jesus, you know, lifted up his voice and said, If any man test, let him come to me. As the scripture has said, out of his belly shall flow what? Rivers of what? Living water. This spake he of the Spirit. All right, for the spirit had not been given for Jesus, had not yet been what glorified. So that means the water there is speaking metaphorically about who the spirit of God is this clear? Now, let's just do a short listen on rains. And I want you to pay attention, everybody. Follow, I pray the spirit of God brings everybody in the spirit so that everybody sees this truth at the same time as we behold the glory of the Lord in the glass. We are transformed at the same time into that which we see in Jesus' name. Now, Deuteronomy chapter 11, study on rain. Ah, just thank God, you know, the sister's testimony about the PCV. Now, does here, tell me what does here. Oh my God, thank you, Lord Jesus, the love rise of baby very soon. Thank God she's Yoruba. You know, if she was evil now, we're not going to see the, that jollof we're not going to see the light of day because they will say, oh, she's not coming out, it's 90 days. I'm like, ah. For you about eight days on the dot. Oh, love right. Glory to God. When I was younger, and we had certain challenges in our family, 
Naming ceremonies were my opportunities to eat correct jollof rice. You know, baby, when, when the jollof rice of babies, what happy jollof rice is. You understand what I'm saying? Wedding, not so much because, you know, the wedding, you know, people are needing to spend. But babies, oh boy, everyone's happy. You know, this person cooks the jollof rice with so much joy. So I always looked forward to the jollof of naming ceremonies. I'll go there and I'll sit down. I, I didn't know what. I, it was church. I didn't know who was doing I didn't even know the, 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 the parents care. But I didn't care. I wanted the rice. Praise God. I was a kid. Amen. And, you know, my members and don't going into all of that. <laughs> you know when someone is so excited, you know that the smile is unique. You know that it's not the baby is happy about. It's the jollof. Now, Deuteronomy chapter 11. Now, look at verse 11. It says, listen, it says, it says, But the land, whither ye go to possess it, is a land of hills and valleys, and drinketh water of what? Of what? Of the rain of heaven. So, he's talking about rain, that's water, pouring from heaven, that's the skies, glory to God, all right, on the land. Never forget that picture. Rain, Falling from the skies, heaven on the land. Praise the Lord. Heaven there is Ashamayim, that's the skies. Hmm? So that's Deuteronomy chapter 11, verse 11. Now look at verse 14. He now says, that, okay, let's, have a verse, uh, let's even just read it. It says, A land which the Lord thy God careth for. Ah, the eyes of the Lord thy God are always upon it. <laughs> from the beginning of the year, even unto what? The end of the year. Now, how have we know that it's not talking about land? You know, when we looked at Christology of it, all right, the land is who? Is what? Is Christ himself. That is Zion. That is God himself. You understand? All right? And, that's, and it shall come to pass if she shall act diligently, that is obedience of faith, unto my commandments, which I command you this day, to love the Lord your God and to serve him with all your heart and with all your soul, that I will give you the rain of your land in its what? Due season. The first rain and the what? Latter rain. That thou mayest what? Gather in thy corn and thy wine and thy what? Oil. Oh. So there are two rains he's talking about. The former rain and the latter rain. He says, I'm going to give you both. And he says, I'm going to give you both for the purpose of you to be able to what? Have a what? A harvest. Glory to God. Now, in the nation of Israel, they actually needed two kinds of rains, all right, for their crops to grow. They had rain that fell around the planting season. That the purpose of that rain was to prepare the ground to receive seed, such that when they planted the seed, the ground was not too hard, was not too tough. I mean, if you have some agriculture, you know what I'm talking about. So the ground was not too hard, was not too tough. When the, the rain and, and water had wet the ground well enough. So when they put the seed in, the seed would take root. The seed would die, take root, then begin to sprout, then begin to grow. That rain that fell initially, before planting season, was called the early rain or the former rain. It's called the early rains or the former rain. Then around the time of harvest, there was another rain that fell. 
The purpose of the rain, of this rain, was actually to bring the fruit that has sprouted into uh, ripeness or maturity. It was a rain that fell, all right, to ensure that a harvest was guaranteed. Because if that rain did not fall, what would happen was that worms and the canker worms and the caterpillars, all right, would get on the crops that were growing and eat the seed. So when the you know, canker worms and caterpillars came and they eat the seed, there was no harvest. How many of you are getting this? There was no harvest. So they needed the two rains. They needed the former rain and they needed the what? The latter rain. So when there was no rain, it was a sign that the nation of Israel were in unbelief. So a lack of rain was a sign of judgment. A lack of rain was a sign that they were in unbelief and faith was not in operation. Look at this. Deuteronomy chapter number 11 verse 17. It now says, and then, it says, let's start verse 16. It says, take heed to yourselves that your heart be not deceived. And ye turn aside and serve other gods and worship them. And the Lord's wrath be kindled against you. And he shut up the heaven that there be what? No rain. And that the land yield not a fruit, unless ye perish quickly from off the good land which the Lord what giveth you. Therefore shall ye lay up this my words in your heart, the gospel, obedience of faith, and in your soul, and bind them for a sign upon your heart, that they may be as frontless between your eyes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Look at Isaiah chapter 55, verse 10. The rain. The rain. Isaiah 55 verse 10. Are you there? I don't know why I'm thinking of this choreography. That I used to do when we were a kid. I don't know if you did this choreography when we were a child. Praising the Lord is all I want. And you had white socks. Then put white stuff like this. Oh, and let us bow down. I don't know if you did that stuff. I don't know what I'm thinking of. Maybe because of JC. You know, after my child comes, and you know, uh, Dulea's kids comes, and Deb's kids comes, and Albert's kids comes, and everybody has their own children. You know, we want to have children's day, so we want them to do choreography. <laughs> and when they are doing the choreography, we just say that we'll be blessed. Wow. Yeah, I used to do that too. Mm, yeah. Yeah, you know. Don't be blessed by it. Hallelujah. Yeah. And later on, this we tell people, like I'm telling you now. When I was a child, I used to do choreography. We, we must not rob our children of the opportunity to do choreography. We cannot afford, we cannot rob them. They have to do, and they have to wear the socks. <laughs> they have to wear it. <laughs> white, mostly white. Not black, not mostly white. Amen. Glory to God. <laughs> Verse 10. Or oh, let's start from 9. 8. It says, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, say the Lord. It says, For us, for us. For us, that is a simile, all right? Simile to you. It says, For us, the heavens are higher than the earth. So are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. Ten, it says, For us, the rain cometh down, and the snow from heaven, and returneth not thither, but watereth what? The earth. And maketh it what? Bring forth and bud. Are you seeing that? It maketh it what? Bring forth and what? Talk to me now. It maketh it what? Bring forth and what? There are two things. Two things. It makes it what? 
bring forth. That is what the former rain does to sprout. Then, and make it bud. It brings it into maturity. That is what, what the latter rain does. Are you getting this? Come on, are you getting this? Because it's important for where we are going. <laughs> All right? All right? So, if we can bring forth and bud. Now look at Jeremiah chapter 5, verse 24. Jeremiah 5, 24. Mm. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Look at what this is. Maybe you should read from 20 so that you get context. Declare this in the house of Jacob and publish it in Judah, saying, Hear now these old foolish people. <laughs> what a prophecy. <laughs> Imagine I say, Thus said the Lord, you are foolish. You say that's not in Christ. You understand? You know, he said, Hear now, all you foolish people. <laughs> and without understanding. It's like saying, Thus said the Lord, then you know she. You are equal, no? Yes, that's what. <laughs> He said, which have eyes and see not, which have ears and ear not. This is a description of the fallen man. He says, fear ye not me, said the Lord. Will ye not tremble at my presence, which have placed the sand for the bound of the sea by a perpetual decree that it cannot pass it. And though the waves thereof toss themselves, they yet can they not prevail. Though they rot, yet can they not pass over it. 23. But these people had a revolting and a rebellious heart. This is the old man. Alright, they are revolted and gone. 24. Neither say they in their heart, let us now fear the Lord our God, that giveth rain, both the what? Former and the latter, in what? His season. He reserved unto us the appointed weeks of the what? Are you seeing now? Now we have, we have looked at planting season, he's now talking about what? Harvest. Now, Hosea now goes further to let us understand that the rain is the Lord himself. Hosea 6. The rain is the Lord himself. Verse 1. He says, come and let us return unto the Lord. For he hath torn and he will heal us. He hath smitten and he will bind us up. After two days, will he what? Revive us. How of that's the recollection? In the third day, he will what? Raise us up. And we shall live where? In his sight. So, by the death, burial, resurrection of Jesus, we live in his sight. Now look at three. After we live in his sight, the next thing is perfection in knowledge. He says, verse three. Then shall we know, if we follow on, to know what? The Lord. Now look at what he says. His going forth is prepared as the morning. The going forth, being prepared as the morning, is a description of the ascension of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. He says, his going forth is prepared as the morning. Look at the next next. He says what? Everybody, we want to go. go. He says what? And he shall come unto what? Us. He shall come. He, he shall come unto us as what? The rain. Hallelujah. It shall come unto us as what? The rain. As the latter and former rain unto what? The earth. So the earth there is not talking about the sun. It's talking about what? The people. So it shall come. The Lord shall come unto us as the rain, the former and the latter rain. Okay. So 
this must mean that there was an operation of the spirit called the latter rain and an operation of the spirit called sorry uh, the former rain and an operation of the spirit called what the latter rain now go back to joel and see just go back there Is someone getting blessed already? Is someone learning anything? All right. Joel 2, back there, and 23. Notice this. In 23, it says, Be glad then, ye children of Zion, and rejoice in the Lord your God, for he hath past tense. He what? He hath given you the former rain moderately. So he steadfastly gave you the former rain. So the former rain is what he has given. Oh, glory to God. So that means when you are reading the operations of the Spirit in the Old Testament, what are you reading? What are you reading? Former rain. He said, he had given you the former rain moderately. He now says, listen, and he will cause to come down for you the rain. The former rain and the latter rain in the first month. Glory to God. Glory to God. So that means he gave you the former rain moderately, but now he's going to cause both to come to you in what? The first month. Now, notice he says, but it shall give you the rain. Glory to God. The rain. So, it is one rain now, but two operations. Glory to God. It's one rain now, but what? Two operations. One early rain and one latter rain. Notice that he didn't say that what I'm going to give you is the latter rain alone. No. He says, I have given you the former rain moderately. What I'm not going to do, I'm going to give you the latter rain that you didn't have before. Oh, come on now. What does that mean? It means every operation of the Spirit in the Old Covenant, we can believe for it now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Because he says, I will give you what? The former and the latter rain in the first month. If you, go, if, if you could just oblige me just a moment, all right, to go back to um, that book of Hosea that we just read, then we are going to go to the book of Acts of Apostles. Notice, it says, He shall give to you the rain, the former rain and the latter rain, right? Then in Hosea 6 3, he says, Then shall we know if we follow unto know the Lord? His going forth is prepared as the morning, and he shall come unto us as what? As what? Not rain. The rain. The rain. The same expression we just read where in Joel 2 23. Hallelujah. Now in Joel 2 23, he says, He shall give you the former rain and latter rain in the first month. You see, it is not possible, actually, for the former rain and the latter rain to form in one month. Are you following? So, most likely, what that is actually telling us, is telling us that you will have both operations in the same dispensation. 
So go now to Acts of Apostles chapter 2. Acts 2. Holy Ghost meetings are better when people are full of the word. Did you hear what I said? Holy Ghost meetings are better. I remember one Holy Ghost meeting I held in one church like that. One church like that. Amazing church. <laughs> so back then, that, this was, uh, I believe, 2006, 2007. There was this church around Luth. One of our members father was the pastor of the church. It was a church that was made up of Muslim, a particular ethnic group. Yeah, you, know, you know those kind of churches where you have some, it's, you, if, you, if you were from one other ethnic group and you sat down in that church, you are going to feel out of place. You know what I mean? Uh, that kind of church. So we went there for a vigil. So I'd gone for the first time. Power God was so amazing. So two months later, they called me back that she come for the vigil. So I was missing the Power of God. Power of God was going on so much then one guy now began to do that. He was in the spirit. And we began to claim that he saw a demon. And where did he see the demon? He felt he saw the demons on the behind of a woman. And he began to say, come out of her. And it was now beat. <laughs> I thought I was seeing a vision. I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I stopped that. <laughs> now what was the problem? The problem was, the teaching of the word in that church. It affected that guy's experience in the things of the Spirit. Praise God. He said, Well, you can have some meeting and somebody will be going after a lady's attachment. Begin to pull it. The demon is in your head. So, Holy Ghost meetings are better when the word is taught, where the understanding of the word rises up. Praise God. You will now find out that the flesh will have no place because you'll be able to tell between what is the spirit and what is what? The flesh. Is this clear? Come on, is this clear? All right, where does it open? Acts 2. Now, Acts 2, verse 1. It says, What? And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one word accord in one place. Verse 2, everybody want to go. It says, What? And suddenly there came a sound from where? Hmm. As of a rushing mighty wind, and he filled all the house where they were sitting, and they appeared unto them, clothing talks as of fire, and sat upon each of them. Four, and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost, and began to what? Speak with other tongues, as the Spirit gave them what? Utterance. So that means the rain fell. Is that correct? The rain fell, right? This is the rain of the Spirit. Now, and there were dwelling at Jerusalem Jews, devout men out of every nation unto, under heaven. Now, when this was noise abroad, the multitude came together. And were confounded because that every man had them speak in his own language. And they were all amazed and marveled, saying one to another, Behold, are not all these which speak Galileans? Pay attention. And how hear we every man in our own tongue wherein we were born, Parthians and Medes and Elamites, and dwellers in Mesopotamia, and in Judea and Cappadocia, in Pontus and Asia, Figa and Pamphylia, in Egypt and in parts of Libya, about Siren, and strangers of Rome, Jews and proselytes. Critics and Arabians, we do hear them speak in our tongues the wonderful works of God. And they were all amazed and were in doubt, saying one to another, What means this? Others mocking said, These men are full of new wine. 14. Everybody read. He says, But what? Peter, standing up with the eleven, lifted up his voice and said unto them, Ye men of Judea, and all ye that dwell at Jerusalem, be this known unto you and hearken to my words. For these are not dropping as he supposed, saying it is but the third hour of the day. But this is that which was spoken by what? The prophet Joel. And it shall come to pass in the last day, said God, I will pour out my what? Spirit upon what? All flesh. You see that? 
You see that? I will pour out my spirit upon what? All flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, and your young men shall see visions, and your old men shall dream dreams. Now notice, if, as Peter said, that this is the fulfillment of Joel's prophecy, it means that Acts 2, in Acts 2, two rains fell. Come on now. Two rains fell. The latter rain fell, and the former rain fell. Now, what do we say the former rain was for? Planting. What is the latter rain for? Harvesting. Correct? Uh-huh. So let us see. Now it says, hmm. All right. It says, and your men shall see visions, and your old men shall dream dreams. And on my servants and on my handmaids, I will pour out in those days of my spirit, and they shall prophesy. And I will show wonders in heaven above, and signs in the earth beneath, blood and fire, and vapor of smoke. The sun shall be turned into darkness, and the moon into blood before that great and notable day of the Lord. And it shall come to pass that whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. 21. That's the harvest. Okay, he now says, you man, if you hear this words, Jesus of Nazareth, a man approved of God, he goes on, let us now see, he preaches the gospel to them. The reason why he preaches the gospel to them is because, all right, there is an operation of the spirit that wants to bring in what? A harvest. So even though the manifestation of the spirit occurred, they spoke in tongues and prophesied, it was not enough. Because the what we characterize, this operation, this working of the spirit is that there will be an harvest of souls. So he preaches the gospel to them. All right? So he now goes, Therefore, being by the right of God, they inverted, verse 33, and having received of the Father the promise of the Holy Ghost, he had shed for this, this is the rain, which he now see and hear. For David is not ascended into the heavens, but he said himself, The Lord said unto my Lord, Sit down my right hand until I make thy foes thy footstool. Therefore, let all the house of Israel know assuredly that God had made that same Jesus, whom he have crucified, both Lord and Christ. Now, when they heard this, they were pricked in their heart and said unto Peter and to the rest of the apostles, men and brethren, what shall we do? Notice the pricking in their heart. What operation is that? That is the operation of what? Of the Holy Spirit. The conviction that this message they said about Jesus Christ is true. Then Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. For the promise is unto you and to your children and to all that are far off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. And with many words did he testify and said, Save yourself from this untoward generation. Then they that gladly received his word were baptized, and the same day they were added unto them about what? 3,000 souls. Someone shout harvest. 3,000 souls. Harvest. Now, what happened between Acts 2, 1 to 4? Turn in there. Go back to Acts 2, 1 to 4. What happened between in Acts 2, 1 to 4? Let's remind ourselves. Okay? Alright? That the former rain, glory to God, or the early rains, alright, man's the beginning of the planting of seeds in the hearts of men. That is the planting season. Hallelujah. The planting season. So that is talking about the operations, all right, for getting people into Christ. Amen. Getting people into Christ. Then the latter rain talks about bringing in the harvest. So the operation, pay attention, the operation of the latter rain is in those who have been saved. So after you get born again, when you got born again, all right, or when you heard the gospel, and you asked, oh, there was a stirring in your heart, hallelujah, and you said, oh, Jesus is the Christ, and you got born again, what happened to you? 
Amen. You partook of the rain, the former rain, and you accepted Christ. You came into the gospel. Then after you came into the gospel, you now sat in a local church. And you sat under pastors and teachers and prophets. And they poured into you. As they poured into you, they poured the latter rain into you. The latter rain that was going to bring forth what? Maturity. Hallelujah. And that operation of the spirit on you that was to bring forth maturity. That made you turn around to those who are not yet saved. And do what? And pour into them hallelujah glory to god and you brought in what the harvest so you find out that in one day two rains fell hallelujah the rain that brought the disciples into christ and the rain that brought the harvest of three thousand souls into christ so we see two operations the operation of the spirit in getting people saved and the operation of the spirit in causing those who are saved to reach others Glory to God. Notice something very powerful about the former rain. In the former rain, the people see visions. Talk to me. The people see visions. All right. In the former rain, the people have dreams. All right. In the former rain, the people walk miracles. They walk miracles. Yes. Hallelujah. All right. The only thing that didn't happen in the old covenant was that Jesus didn't come to live on their inside. That means they were not what? Born again. Glory to God. Hallelujah. But when you have the former rain and the latter rain, all right, operating, what you now find is that that which occurred in the old covenant and even before the old covenant, those mighty miracles, those mighty prophets, all of that that you see, glory to God, is present plus the new birth. All of that that you see is present plus the fact that the spirit of God abides in you forever, doesn't come and go. Hallelujah. Praise God. All right. Uh, um, when you have the former and latter rain, you have that the Spirit of God abides with you for, for, forever. And now you can actually speak in other tongues. And let me now come to the nitty gritty of the message. Listen. Where is the believer seated? The believer is seated where? At the right hand of, uh, of the Father in Christ in heavenly places. Is that correct? Come on, is that correct? Now, when we talk about heavenly places, we are not talking about the geographical locations, all right? Even though for people for, 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 for people to understand, it looks okay just above, you understand? All right, because that be nothing, uh, when it says, be, uh, except a man be born again. Now, what born again is genau and nothing. That talks about being born from what? Above. Now, when we are now singing songs about rain falling, praise God, rain falling. Now, naturally speaking, it's talking about water falling from the skies. Is that correct? Come on, right? It means water coming from a place higher than us. Is that correct? Aha, good. Now, when you got born again, the rains or the water of the Spirit became deposited where? In you. Glory to God. They became deposited where? In you. And where are you seated? At the right hand of the Father. In heavenly places. So, if there is going to be any rain on earth, where will the rain come from? I didn't hear you. From you. So, listen. You get to a place of work, a place of business. The place is dry. That place needs rain. It needs the rain of the spirit. Where is that rain coming from? It's from you. You are the floodgate that needs to open for water to come out. Hallelujah. You are the floodgate. 
You are the floodgate of heaven. You are the gate of heaven. You are the intersection between heaven and earth. Are you paying attention to what I'm telling you? It means that if there is going to be a flow of the water of God's spirit, the rain of God's spirit, it will have to come from you. That is why every move of God is started by a man. God will move a man. Look at Jesus was a man. All of the miracles you saw came from Jesus in the Gospels. And after I left, all of the ministry miracles you saw, they, what did they call Acts? They called it the Acts of the what? Did they call it the Acts of God? No. They called it the Acts of the Apostles. Because they were Acts they did that caused the floodgate of heaven in their spirits to open and the rain to flow out. There is no dryness in your spirit, but there can be dryness in your soul. There is no dryness in your, in your spirit, but there can be dryness in your marriage. There is no dryness in your spirit, but there can be dryness in your home. There can be dryness in your ministry. Because if the floodgate is locked, the rivers that are already in you will flow out. The purpose of the rivers of living water that are resident in your spirit is to flow around you. You are supposed to pump that water and flood the earth. Cover it with the glory of God. The river of God's spirit that is already resident in you. Glory to God. Let me tell you how you are. Imagine, just imagine that there's a hole right now in my stomach. Eh? And water is pouring out. In fact, in preaching, that is what is happening. That is why when you come to church and somebody is leading praise and worship, if that person leading praise and worship has spent enough time in prayer opening the tap, are you following? So that when they come into the meeting, they come with a flood. You will find out that if there are weary souls in the pews, because of the flood of living water coming out of them, you don't begin to, they begin to get nourished. Hallelujah. If they are sick, they begin to get healed. You understand what I'm talking about? Why? The rivers of living water are flowing. Glory to God. Now imagine a church where everybody comes with their flood. Hiya. Everybody comes with their rain. You will find out that when they come to service, amen, every place, the whole place is flooded with the Holy Ghost. Such that we cannot even walk properly. Hallelujah. We are disoriented. There is disoriented most of the time because the place is loaded with the glory of God. Hallelujah. But you see, it is us dependent. Let me show you something. Turn your Bible, first Corinthians. Is someone learning anything here? Hey! Turn the reign of the Spirit on your marriage. Turn the reign of the Spirit on your business. Turn the reign of the Spirit on your ministry. Don't shut up the waters. In the Old Testament, you say come to the waters. In the New Testament, the waters is living in you. So, in the, in the Old Testament, they say, come to. In the New Testament, he says, be filled. Glory to God. He says what? Be filled with the Spirit. So, in the New Testament, you are commanded to be filled because what you are going to be filled with is in you. Glory to God. He didn't say, God fill me. No, he says, be filled. Be filled with the Spirit. Ephesians 5.18 it says, be not drunk with wine when it is excess, but be filled with the Spirit. So listen, when it says, be not drunk with wine, the wine is outside of me. I am the one that takes the wine and drinks it. So it says, each of you, by the act of your will, taking the wine and drinking it, it's saying, you, by the act of your will, take of the Holy Ghost inside you and drink. Until you are full. 
Because it rains. The rivers of the living water are on your inside. Hallelujah. You have a sickness in your body. The healing power to cause a healing is in your spirit. Glory to God. You know when a believer gets healed, should I tell you what happens? It's very simple. When the believer gets healed and the hands are laid on that believer, actually, most times, what is happening is that when hands are laid, the healing power in that believer is what is activated, hallelujah, from within that believer to come on their flesh and heal them. With the unbeliever, it's different. With the unbeliever, so that's why sometimes you find out that have you noticed sometimes it is easier to get a, an unbeliever healed than a believer healed? You understand? Because with the unbeliever, there is no power in them. There is no healing ability in them. The Holy Ghost is not in them. So it is your own Holy Ghost you are putting on their body for healing. Amen. But when you are praying for a believer, what you are actually doing, because the health for their body is in their spirits. Hallelujah. So when you are laying hands on them, what is going on is that the Spirit of God on their inside, oh, glory to God, is being, he says in Romans chapter 8, verse 11, he says, if that same Spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead lives in you, he that raised up Christ from the dead shall also what? Vitalize your mortal bodies by his Spirit that does what? Is in you. That's what happens. Praise God. Praise God. So, the flood gets open at our so the 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 the, the wideness of the floodgates is a function of our our own hunger and our own desire. The wideness of the floodgates is a function of how well we want. It is your desire that will determine your experience. Glory to God. Your desire will determine your experience. The Bible talks about uh, what's his name now, uh, Elijah. He was Elijah was a man of like passion, like passion. So it was like us, and he strongly desired in prayer that there would be no rain. And he says, and there was no rain. Desire. Sometimes there are certain challenges that come across us in life, all right, that God didn't send, but God uses it. Because when that challenge comes, it made you pray more. How many of you have had challenges that made you, ah, this is a problem? There are some women that their challenge was a bad husband. Glory to God. Bad husband. Amen. Any smart, ah, the husband. So they pray. Uluwa, father, father, father. So they will do fasting for the husband. Amen. They will do praying for the husband. Bad husband. One mountain there that you say, get out. The mountain doesn't go. You are supposed to pray to me. Since you will not learn how to pray. God is not the one that put it there. Oh, oh praise God. I don't know if you understand what I'm saying. He didn't put it there, but that thing is there now. We are praying. Such that when you come out of that issue, you become a stronger person. Are you noticing what I'm saying? It's like the heat to gold. Come out stronger. Oh, you want to get married? Your husband has not come and you are not praying. If the husband was there when you were 22, and you had other children at 26, and you know if you are going to Bahamas today, let me tell you something. A life of luxury without lessons learned is a cost. A life where everything has happened, everything is solved, you understand, without any lessons. It's a cost. Do you know why I say it's a cost? It's because if I came to you and asked questions, you can't teach me anything. You can't teach me anything. You cannot teach me anything. And if I took all those things that you had now, you can't reproduce it. You can't. But if you take a man who has gone through fire, 
And in the midst of fire, he learned the skill of prayer. Hallelujah. He learned how to use the word. Glory to God. I mean, his spirituality was bettered, was forged in the oven of adversity. That guy, take everything, put him in there, and he will reproduce it. He knows exactly what to do. Glory to God. Stop becoming depressed because of your challenge. Use that challenge to get stronger. Praise God. Use it to get stronger. If God gave you a diagnosis of cancer, fine. Now you are going to use this cancer as out as, as the opportunity to learn the various ways you can get healed. So that when you've overcome it, you now say, this is so. When you are now talking about teaching, getting healed by the word, it's not just or so. You are saying, I have proved it. Glory to God. So when you are talking about talking in tongues to unleash power, you are not talking sorrow, sorrow because you read Kenegin. You have proved it. Hallelujah. You, you, you want to change jobs? You want to increase your income? You know, you see, this is my problem with many people in the... Let me calm down. <laughs> this is my problem with many people in the Christocentric set, this thing, and stuff like Grace! 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 And I always listen to them. Hey, yeah, yeah, okay, good. But this grace that you push out, you don't get results with it. Is it that this our grace is a fruitless one? How that grace? We don't pray. Jesus prayed for us. Where do you see it? He's having, you know what? I'm going to be here to say, hey, you know what? Hey, oh, hey, teeth took me what? Will you shut up? Listen, let me tell you something. See, look. Any teaching on grace that absolves you of responsibility is a useless teaching. Very useless. It's a lie. They are lying. Yeah, you have responsibility. Jesus didn't walk in the spirit for you. You have to walk in the spirit yourself. Glory to God. The prayer of Jesus is that you should pray. <laughs> Hallelujah. Ah, son of God, God in flesh, came on earth and prayed great drops of blood. Woke up a long while before day to pray. Son of God. No ancestral cause. No village wishes in his lineage. No father of his mother's side that has done anything in his father's side. Nothing. No cause in his lineage. New, fresh incarnation. Jesus came and prayed as though he stole goat. Just look at how he was praying. You. You. For me, if I get you. You. You are praying and you are sleeping. No, listen, the picture of Jesus' prayer life, eh? To get you know that if you are not praying like that, you are in trouble. You may not be aware. You know, you see, listen, you know a chicken, eh? That is around where a lion is playing. But it's not aware a lion is around. Amen. Glory to God. He's not yet aware that there is trouble. But the lion knows that that chicken is in trouble. If you don't pray, you see, prayer is that activity that opens the floodgate. Glory to God. That's what opens it. So as you are praying, a supply of the Spirit is happening. As you are praying, the Holy Ghost is, I mean, it's like you are pumping water out of well. You're just pumping, 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 pumping. Oh, God. I remember there was a time, um, this man, I've got Pastor Chris. I respect him, Pastor Chris. Yeah, come here. 
In year 2001, because I, I, I was in your church then. Year 2001, there was this issue that happened where there was an uproar. I many of you remember that. There was an uproar where I think Pastor Chris went to synagogue, Hebrews Church, and they were ministering together, you know. You know everybody has some views about synagogue and all that kind of stuff. So let me not say more about that. So he went there and they were ministering together, called this one senior prophet, called this one junior prophet, I know synagogue, they beamed it, they put on MBI, put everywhere, you understand? Ah, and everybody saw synagogue as the, you know, the, you know, the right man of the devil. And Pastor Chris was being used for miracle signs and wonders. And everybody wondering because many of those damn pastors don't do miracles. So, you know, and Pastor Chris, where is these miracles coming from? You know, the blind, you know, the, the, I mean, I'm being meeting with crazy miracles, man. So, everybody, ah, where is it? So, say, okay, got it from the devil. Well, you know, what happened was, ministry doors began to close on him, Pastor Chris. People that had invited him to places decided canceling him. So he knew there was trouble. What Pastor said was that he said, Lock the devil and pray. He gathered brethren and prayed. They were doing 24 hours watch. Because they understood that in the natural you, you are thinking is news. That was an attack of the enemy. They knew that there was a problem. So they knew they needed to raise power, make power available like a deluge. You, oh boy, have you ever seen hurricane before? When a flood, a very, you know, there is rain. You know, you understand? You see, when there is a flood, hallelujah, when you have a mighty flood, even a tree, a Hiroko tree is not safe. Listen to me. Stop bothering about the opposition. Oh, there's this challenge. You see, the problem is not raise enough flood. Just raise it. Just listen, raise it, make power available. Let us see. When you pray something, the thing does not move. You say, eh, is this still there? Remember Elijah, Elijah's story? When he was praying for rain, all right, in 2 Kings 17 and 18, he was praying for rain. He prayed for rain. He prayed the first time. He sent a young man, go and check. The guy come back and said, Half a said nothing. Prayed again. Go and check. If we follow Jesus' method, in Gethsemane, it means that Elijah must have prayed. Elijah must have prayed at least one hour every time. He says, "Go and check." He says, "Go and check." What happened? Nothing. Go and check. What happened? Nothing. Go and check. He sent him back seven times because men in the school of the spirit know that the only thing that is certain is the outcome. But how long it will take for us to pray? Eh? It doesn't matter. We will pray until we see it. Do you understand? I'm tired of all these chicken livered McDonald's fast food Christians. When they ask for something, they don't see the answer. They begin to talk nonsense. Is God alive? God is dead. He's naughty. Whining like children. What do you think this is? You have an opposition. An opposition that doesn't get easily depressed like you. Doesn't get tired like you. You will fight. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If showers doesn't solve it, you need a deluge. Praise God. Glory to God. If a deluge doesn't solve it, you need a hurricane. Whatever it takes, I will pump out enough power. When I pray and pray, pump the power, I don't see it, then I add fasting. Stay away, lock myself up, pray, pray, and make sure that that tap does not go off. I, the floodgates are... You know there is windows, then there is floodgates. 
open the thing up. Talking it off. Talking it off. Talking it off. That's why some believers will, will, will face some things and they will need help from somebody who has um, pressed into the spirit longer than them. Let me give you an example. So, I don't know where I told you this testimony for those uh, family living in uh, America. So, the husband went there for his master's. Then the wife went for his master's. So, they went to America. But, you know, the master's would they'll give you study something like two years or something. So, they went there. And they were there for like two years or something. But they now needed to get a job so that they could continue staying in the country. They said they had been freeing and fasting and freeing and fasting, nothing. So the sister, who's one of my three daughters, all right, they told the sister, this is what we are dealing with, too, something, something, something. So she said, hold on, let me tell Pierre. So she told me. Then when she told me, I said, I said look, you are wasting your time praying and fasting. I said, this thing, I'm saying, they won't get an answer the way they are going about it. I knew what I saw when I said, I said, you need the man of God. Tell them to call me. They called. And when they called, I just spoke to the, my friends. You understand? <laughs> Praise the Lord. I my friend. I'm talking of the angels. You know, angels have places they cover. So I had to just speak to some of them that were in that side. You understand? That, that is their portfolio. Said something, spoke to them in a language given by the Spirit, and I told them it's done. Two weeks later, two weeks. First thing that happened was two weeks later, they called back, Pastor. Ah, after the prayer, some of the places he went to that they say they can't do this, they can't do this, they called back, had another interview, they give him the job. Now, the way you know, when somebody comes and says they gave him the job, you know that the money, you understand, you know that there is, I got, I got a job. Then I got a job, sir. You know, it's not the same thing. You understand? <laughs> they gave him the job. Then that was not all. They later now got back to me two weeks after that, a month. That pastor, the residency visa, something, something. He came out. Ah, thank you. We don't know what you did, but thank you. <laughs> so someone was there. So why didn't it happen when they prayed? I want to show you something. I, I, come. Let's hear this thing what I'm telling what I'm telling you. See, many people actually think when they pray, eh? They pray. Ask for something. What are you asking for? Um moi, moi. Father Lord, come yes, Father Lord, give me moi, moi. The thing what happens is that that request now travels like email. 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 Then gets to God. God says, hmm, moi moi. Ha, he didn't specify the exact kind. Is it with egg, fish? Yes. <laughs> then when he says, okay, I want more more with fish, he clarified. Angel gets him and says, he didn't specify. Or maybe he comes to a service and says, ah, he didn't specify. Then I say, okay, I want more more with fish. Oh, more more with fish is specified. Okay, Angel, yeah, I'm going to give more more with fish. Then Angel goes back, goes back, goes back, goes back, goes back and says, more more with fish, take it. Ah, it is mine. That's not what happens, though. In the New Testament, that's not what happens. See, in the New Testament, the power to get the moi moi is not in heaven. It's inside this guy. Are you hearing what I'm saying? It's here. It's not anywhere. See, that's the difference. So, heaven has taken residence here. 
Are you following? The popping machine is not coming. It's inside here. So that's why God is going to hold this guy responsible for the level of manifestation he walks in. Because he said, I've given to you everything that pertains to life and godliness. I gave everything to you. There is nothing I didn't give you. I gave you everything. I caused you to be born of my word. I made you born of my spirit. So in your DNA, I am there. Are you following what I'm saying? So when we are not talking of prayer, what is happening? Is that this believer, as he is praying, he is unleashing the ability of God. So when he says, Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, I request for my mind. What is happening is the power on his inside is being released to cause my mind to come. Did you remember the valley of the dry bones? Remember the Ezekiel 47? Where he said, prophesy. God was telling the guy, oh yeah, prophet. He didn't say, I will prophesy. No. He said, you prophesy. He said, and as I did as I commanded. So what God was doing was supernatural mentorship. Teaching the prophet how to use the power that was already with him. That's what many believers need. Hallelujah. Thank you. So when you are praying, instead of begging God, start talking like a king. Hallelujah. You say, Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus, I thank you for you have given unto me all things that pertain to life and Godliness. You are praying for a car. You say, Father, in the name of Jesus, I receive a brand new Toyota Corolla 2021 model right now, red in the name of the Lord Jesus. I call it for. As you are talking like that, the way you are praying with confidence and boldness, everything in the room, everything in the earth is responding that this person, we need to ask, respond to this guy. Akbar of sorrow. Hallelujah. You are praying. Words now begin to come out. Say, No sickness survives any room I enter into. Hallelujah. You have now programmed how sickness will respond. You pray so much that you are so full of confidence. Because you see, there is confidence in your spirit. There is boldness in your spirit. As you pray, you pump it into your mind. As you pray, you pump faith into your soul. Such that you find out that your soul takes on the demeanor of your recreated human spirit. Are you following what I'm saying? So when you hear things from outside, your soul reacts as your spirit will react. Like a rock. I was watching one cartoon one time. Alright. I think it was this Mufasa Lanky, I'm not sure. But... So it says something in, that, in the cartoon. It said, no matter how... He says, he says, no matter how great the wind blows, the mountain will not bow. No matter how he wants to blow, mountain. A tree can bow, but a mountain, that mountain is not going to bow. When you pump the rock, the word, the power of God's spirit from your inside. That's why you see, you cannot see supernatural if you are not prayerful. Forget it. They can lay leg, hand on you. You won't see it. See, what impartation would do is if I lay hands on you, you can go out and in seven days or two weeks, you will get some results. But if you are going to see it in consistency, you must now have a prayer life. Glory to God. You must have a prayer life. Because if you don't have a prayer life, 
When the angel of the Lord comes into the room, you will not see. Your eye cannot see it. When you come in, you are with your parents. You won't be able to discern that somebody has fired daddy arrow or fired mommy arrow somewhere. You can't see it. You are, you, you are obvious, spiritually deaf. You can't see anything. Oh, Rinko, come. They can even fire you. You won't see. Apostle Jesus, I was saying a story about Delphi. He said uh, a man came to see him, a minister. And he said, the man, the man who guy walked into the room, the, oh, he, he saw in the spirit that there was a demon following him around, like a chaperone. And that man came to talk. You know, the game of his spirit is very funny. You will be seeing a fine babe in front of you like that. Then there will be one ugly thing on the person's body. And person is just talking and gisting. And you're like, ah. <laughs> talking and gisting, talking and gisting. And, you know, and that demon is just responding, you know, doing like this, you know. And you know, that person said, like that. So do you see? There are even some, you see, one is grabbing here, one is grabbing here, one is grabbing here, one. So the person that's why I said, you now be asking the person, do you have pain in your leg? Oh, yes. When did this start? Hey, like six months ago, I just noticed. The doctor said that, you see, the doctor said. <laughs> Glory to God. You're a believer. You went to a party. Someone didn't like you and they fired you arrow and it entered. You, powerhouse of God. The arrow entered. The arrow did not go back to the person that sent it. How now? You, a believer, you died and went to heaven and they said, what happened? Ah, it was a witch that killed you. You, a witch separated your spirit from your body. You. Never ever get to that point where you are not hungry to be loaded with all that God has given you. To carry it on your flesh. Tangible. To change your environment, a thermostat regulates the environment. You understand? Now, what's the difference between a fan and air conditioning? The air conditioning, when you put it on, it determines the temperature of the environment. Is that correct? Exactly. You should be like that. You should carry your own atmosphere. Carry your own atmosphere. Carry your own rain. Take it with you wherever you go. Don't leave your house without the rain. Glory to God. As you are speaking in tongues, as you are speaking in tongues, 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 you are releasing the rain, you are releasing the rain, you are releasing the rain, you are releasing the rain. As you are casting out devils using your authority, you are releasing the rains. Hallelujah. As you are talking about how your day should go, you are releasing your rains. You say, In the name of the Lord Jesus, today I walk in all God of God of God's plans for me. In the name of Jesus, I walk as I should walk. I do not miss my step. In the name of Jesus. You understand? A thousand for form by my side, ten thousand by my right hand. It shall not come near me. In the name of our Lord Jesus, if I enter a, an enchanted vehicle, hallelujah, I nullify the enchantment. In the name of our Lord Jesus, if I come across an enchanted man, I nullify the enchantment. In the name of Jesus, for greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Hallelujah. If you encounter a person with a charm, your encounter should demonstrate that there is a greater power at work in you. No, ah, he did, I ah, was delivered though. Hey, that's small level. Why how come that person still went free? Glory to God. Glory to God. So next week we will continue. But I hope you have learned enough today to pray. Hallelujah. To pray. And you see, pray and learn to yield to the spirit as you pray. When you yield in the spirit, sometimes tears will come out of your eyes. Glory to God. 
All right, you can be dancing, you can be laughing. You see, all of those laughter in the spirit, running in the spirit, crying, all of those things, all right, are signs of yielding, yieldedness. All right, yieldedness. The expressions of the spirit are now taking over your outer man. So, congratulations to you who always like to be stiff and to show that you are immovable. God bless you. Amen. Well done. But as for me and my house, we will yield. Glory to God. Because as we are yielding, we are seeing something. We are hearing something. Glory to God. We are hearing something. And you know, and let me just close with this. Remember that the rains in Joel 2 affected the economy of that nation. Remember. How many of you remember? Someone says something. Oh, the Holy Ghost coming does not affect your finances and stuff, stuff, stuff like that. Yes, it doesn't by His presence in you. Doesn't but the leadings of the Spirit. He will lead you. Ah, I went this week. I got home one night. I just got home one night. And when I got home, I mean, I had this gen or we bought, and this gen has given us problems. Some of you have had gens that give you problems, all right, in this country. This game has given me problems. And I, not that I couldn't change it, but I just like, got someone to fix it. And so, so we put it on, you know, ah, ah. I was getting annoyed. Now, I know some folks believe, you know, do supernatural and say, let us get the gen to walk by the power of the Holy Ghost. Some of you know those people like that. It's fine. It's okay. Oh, gen, come alive. Or TV, walk in Jesus' name. Walk in Jesus' name. Well, I prefer buying another one. Amen. Amen. Praise God. You understand? Amen. There's nothing wrong with that. that praying on the gen and all that. Amen. I'll just go and buy another gen. Amen. Glory to God. And I pray that in the name of Jesus, the ease, alright, to be able to do things with money, with ease, receive that in Jesus' name. In the name of Jesus. There is that also in God though. It's there. Listen to me. It is there. But you can spend 1.5, 2 million, 25, 30 million, and you won't be doing <laughs> it's there. It's in God. Is there? God can do it, give it to you. Can give it to you. In this end time, harvest, we need money. Praise God. Praise God. I was talking to one, one young man when I heard my guy, 35 years old. Said by faith, by grace of God, that they spent one billion naira distributing a devotional around the world. One billion. How 35 years old? How? He said by prayer and fasting, we spoke, commanded, and God opened. Ah. Say Holy Ghost. Ah. I said, well, it's okay now. That means that all you have to go and do is be inspired by this example and on this is the power of God on my user. Don't put a limit on what God can do through your life. Never listen to me, look at me. The ceiling, God is not the one that puts it to his you. So you need to study the word to look if possible. Take bomb, blow the ceiling away. Because many of you, you make requests based on the ceiling of your imaginations. Your imagination, your imagination, this is your Agbari, your imagination, it is too small. Too small. Too small. God wants you to be a source of rain to millions of people. He wants to use you to pour rain on millions of people. No, on millions, not just you and your husband, on millions of people. Don't put a ceiling. So when you are believing God for increase, stop thinking about you. Think about millions. Hallelujah. Millions. 
Think about millions. You are their champion. Hallelujah. I said you are their champion. You are the one they are waiting for. You are the one they are waiting for. Those who are sick in hospital, you are the one they are waiting for. They are waiting for the reign of the spirit that's living inside you. Hallelujah. 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 The reign of the spirit living inside you. Lift up your hands and just begin to pray in the Holy Ghost. You have just listened to a message by Rev. Dr. Femi Olalea of Oikea Christian Center. For other messages, visit our website at www.oikeacc.org. Remain blessed.